So skins, um, no football at the moment. There's been no football for four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no football till June. So uh, I'm assuming you've been really bored at the minute. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? For for once, you know what it's like in football. You never get time to do anything um, around the house or in the gardens, etc. So trying to utilise that time, painting every fence I've got, um, just to try and fill in the time because. Well, no, once the football comes back, it's it's hectic. Yeah, but it'll be good to have it back for sure. You're the youngest margin in the Highland League, so I'm assuming it's been good for you to get a break, get a break to an extent. Yeah, actually, I would agree with that. I was we, we had an up and down season, um, and I learned a lot this season with a lot of issues to deal with. And I was actually ready for the break myself. I did think we had five games left. That, were winnable games for us to hopefully get some good points but I think from where we, I was personally um, I was ready for a wee break as well I've got a, a young family as well which it takes its toll and they're both involved with football as well so there's a lot going on during the week that's every week um, so it, it's not overly too bad to get a break but it's too long a break which is which it will be but um, it didn't come at the worst time for me personally mm-hmm. I noticed an article on the P&J recently I'm not going to uh, explain publicly what it was, but are you are you going to go with youth a lot more now? Yes, um, the, the plan is always when we came in last season that to build a sustainable club, a sustainable team, um, a team that wanted to be at the club for certain reasons, not previous reasons that have been maybe detailed in the past, for example. Um, but we wanted to build a team that is a group of mates who would go five, six years together, stick together learn together, progress together and hopefully be competitive in every game um, and that was a plan when we first came in we started the process when I first got the job and it was a difficult start to the season because we made such an overhaul, we started to settle down again in the middle of the season and the young boys really kicked on so um, it would have been a good to see how the young boys did through the second half of the last of the season because we were starting to get a wee bit of results a little bit of structure about us um, and these young boys need games to improve and you know we're Mm-hmm. Uh, away from yourself for a minute uh, I'll speak about your captain Flyers he he was out in the Huntley community am I right? <laughs> he was he was doing he, he actually he wanted to no wages from the club is what he wanted but I'd already went through um, the, the wage slips and all that had been done etc he got paid so he was looking to try and donate it back to some you know community event in Huntley etc um, and I think it came him and Gordon Carter and Sean and Elon said a discussion and they managed to sort out a couple of care homes, I think it was three in total actually, um, with over 200 Easter eggs, which is great for them, you know, and you know, it's typical foyers, you know, he's, he's a well-liked person, he's well-liked at Huntley, um, and that'll do him no harm for sure. Have you enjoyed the, the job so far at Huntley Skins? Uh, I would say it, it's, it's got its moments, you know, you, you enjoy winning, it's very difficult to to enjoy it when you put a lot of effort in for a week and you lose a game through any reason, you know. It is very difficult to say you've enjoyed that week, but um, football, the good thing is you've always got another session, you've always got another game to try and turn it around. And when you love the game, it's, it's addictive. You try and improve everywhere you can. Um, it is very demanding, I'm not going to lie. I got shocked with how much demand is put on you. Um, Especially when, even if you're at home at nights, it's probably your busiest time. I think the best time is when you're actually out training at that game. Is it 24-7? Yeah, 
It is. Um, luckily, I'm working on an office job, which is quite flexible. That I can, I can answer phones at certain times. I can reply to certain things because uh, it is a very, very demanding job. Um, and I've learned a lot. You know, I've learned you've got to be firm. You've got to make decisions here and then, or things can drag on for weeks. Um, but I'm lucky. I've got my family is really supportive of me as well, which really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, going forward, what's the ambition? I think <clears throat> over the next few years, I think we, we want to build a club which is sustainable in the top half of the Highland League. Um, we want to be the best of the rest within a reason of resources or training facilities or just general where we are in the league. We want to be the best of the rest at the top bunch. Um, it will take time. We're aware of that. We've started the process now, which likes in there and that did a process a few years ago and starting to see the, see the rewards now um, but I, I want to enjoy my football I think that's probably the thing that's the main thing I, I wouldn't want to leave the house in a, you know, December, Tuesday night when it's pouring the snow if I'm not going to enjoy it um, so I want to continue to enjoy my football and hopefully it's at Huntley and we can, we can build something that we're all proud of in the end mm-hmm. and um, am I right in saying Ricky what were you at Aberdeen? He did. Ricky was. Oh, and Ricky's a big. Before I go on to your playing career, Ricky's a big help for you, Huntley. He is. He, when I got offered the job, you know, it was key that I took in someone that was a good coach, which he is. Um, he's got a track record, and obviously his job at Aberdeen was putting his development through into the first team level, so he's good with the younger lads, which is built into what we're trying to achieve. And um, he was more, more recently, he was the head scout for the SFA. He covered the North region. That was the uh, Scotland national team. So mm-hmm. he's got an eye for players. He knows what we're looking for. Um, and I needed that experience. I was I was going in blind a wee bit. I'd, I'd worked for some really good managers. I'd been around some really good changings, but I needed someone with a you know a, a good 20, 30 years experience, which Ricky has, and somebody that I trusted, which is the main thing in football. It's difficult to find when you find it. You're best to keep it. Um, so to Ricky on board and yeah, he, he's, he's been great for me on a personal level. Mm, absolutely, and uh, yeah, we'll go on to your playing career now. Uh, we'll speak about Aberdeen first and foremost. You you played with a, a range of good players. Ryan, you played with the likes of Ryan Jack and that, did you? I did. Uh, he was in my team my last year. You know, but Chris McGuire was my age group. He was that sort. Oh, right, okay. Um, he was. You could see he was a gem from the start. He came up from Glasgow, had that arrogance that they do have. Um, and you could see he was going to be a player who was going to play at some level he knew that he, he just had something that we could work for years and years to try and get and he was gifted at basically yeah. and his attitude was right at the time so we had some good players it was a good experience there and then um, what, what was your time like at Aberdeen? I loved it um, I obviously worked under an ex Neil Cooper ex locals manager oh, Cooper was my manager for the four years I was full time and the youth development side from 16 to 20. Um, I loved it. Yeah, obviously, everybody who plays football wants a half decent footballer, wants to be a footballer. And to have that opportunity was great. Um, it, it, people think it's it's easy from the outside. It's not. It is quite demanding. You know, you are in on Sundays, you're in, you get a Wednesday off as our routine, but we're at sports science afternoon every day. So it was normal about cool. eight to four shifts every day when you were a young boy. Um, the rewards are very good obviously if you get it right and you get up the levels it's good but um, Aberdeen was a great club I've got a lot of good memories met some good people some good players learnt a lot um, we got a lot of decent trips away abroad and all that so I've got not a bad thing to say about and was Devon really a club after Aberdeen? 
Um, I went to Peterhead. Oh, um, sorry, did I notice that the other day? Peterhead uh, was quite good for you as well because you were playing with a lot of players that are still playing. You were playing with a lot of experienced pros as well. 100%. You know, when I first went there, it was Bobby Mann for centre half. And, you know, apart from Russell Anderson, it's probably the best centre half I've ever played with. You know, Bobby was, you know, forgive me for my sins, he was heavy at the time. Um, but he was unbelievable. He knew where to be. He won every header, he could shoot the ball. Um, and you, at that point, Peter Head had a really strong side, you know. That Your manager was tight, was it? it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Neil Cooper came in with Andy Dornan. Mm-hmm. Remember him, Andy Dorney, he came in. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Then we managed to get a few more boys, got released from Aberdeen and Exit Biscuit and that. Uh, Bagshaw was there, yeah, Stewie Smith, David Donald, they all kind of filtered there. And it was a good side, you know, you're, you're well looked after at Peterhead, it's good up there. Um, Roger's got the club in a, in a good foot up there. Um, and it was a good level, you know, we played Aberdeen pre season, the, the season I got released, we played in pre season and beat them 4 0 at home. Um, in one of the preseason games, you realised then that there's good players that are just just out of the full time level. Um, some of them could go up, but some have got good jobs. Some have got, you know, they don't need to make that dive because they're maybe getting paid well enough at certain clubs. Um, so no, it was good. It was a it was a good understanding of the leagues to realise that you know this you don't just drop down and fit into a team straight away. You've got to work hard to stay in that type of league. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Villiers. Vil- Sorry. Was it Villiers? It was Huntley first. Oh, I mind you said for Huntley. Yes, it was Huntley. Went to Huntley under Dave McGinley. Um, and we, we did really well there. We, we were top of the league at Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I remember really that. Good side. And then McGinley and you know Jim Cheen got sacked. Um, I, I don't know the reasons, but. Obviously, after that, we kind of filtered into the fifth or something like that. Was that when yeah. John Teasdale took over? John Teasdale took over, yeah. yeah. Um, I won't say too much, but me, like many others in the team, I moved on after a couple of months. I think when he came in, I went to the Vale, and I think a few of the four or five other boys left as well after that. Um, and I, I guess I wouldn't say too much. It wasn't, it wasn't as enjoyable. It wasn't the same. Um, mm. That's when I jumped ship and went to Devonville. Uh, and then Vale, you were spending most of your time in the stand, s- s- oh, speaking to me. Yeah, you know what, uh, it was a wee bit of my own, my own bad luck, my own not good enough at certain times. Um, was it injuries you know, so or was it, it other things? It was, when I first went up there, I started the games pretty well. I think I got an injury about halfway through pre-season. I missed the first few league games um, and Scotty Fraser was there and you have Chiz, um, mm-hmm. Dougal. Uh, Scotty Hendry and when you missed games you know them boys went in and played well um, so I spent a lot of time trying to get back in the team but at that point we were flying high obviously that's the season we went to the final game at Bucky whoever won one oh okay so, uh, yes um, and you know Chiz was just romping the league Scotty Fraser was winning everything Scotty Hendry two goal tippy the back four solid so I had to wait an opportunity and I didn't get too many which I can understand because we were winning nearly every game at that point. Um, we didn't lose much games. That was the season goals, that so. lost the first four games and then went in some fantastic run. That's it, yeah. We, I think we, we were unbeaten in about 15 or something. I can't remember what it was. Um, and we managed to obviously get to the last game of the season where I think Bucky was a point ahead, I think it was. Um, and if, whoever, if we won, we won the league. If they drew or won, they won the league. Mm. Um, it beat us 2-1 at Bucky. Um, 
which the, the main thing I remember are the days that obviously the, the bucket stand and that and the players were above our changing and you could just hear the noise, you know, it was, it was awful. Yeah, we played pretty well that day, but so did Bucky. Was it an experience for you? Kicked top What's that? Was it, a, was it an experience for you? Yeah. Development experience, I mean. You know what, it was, it was an eye-opener in regards to, I didn't realise how big Bucky and Ville were when you seen the fans that turned out for the game. Yeah, mm. obviously the, the police had segregation, but there was literally thousands there. I think it was close to 2,000. Yeah, um, 2,400, I, I think it was. Uh, is that what it was? You didn't uh, realise how big them clubs were backed, you know, and it meant so much to everybody. And it was a great day for everyone. It was a great day weather-wise. Um, it was a good game. It went right to the last minute. You know, Andy Lowe smashed a free kick, top end to kill the game 2-1. Um, but it was a great day. And we learned a lot, you know, Mike McKenzie... Had a little chat after the game to all the players, and um, we couldn't do any more. We, we went on some run to try and put ourselves back in that position, and we just fell short. Uh, but it was a great experience for everyone involved. Obviously, we didn't well lose the game, but to get to where we were, we've done really well together. Mm-hmm. And then, did you finish playing after Vale? I went. Well, I took about half a year out. I done my, my knee again right at the end of you know, my, my Vale. I took about half a year out. Played a few games for. Banks of D under Dougie Baxter. Oh, okay. Um, just, just to keep myself fit and keep him a squad and all that. And then I actually signed for Huntley again the second time under McGinley. Okay. Um, in, but it was only I don't know maybe about eight or nine months. And then my knee, I just couldn't cope with my knee after it. It went, um, and I decided to call it a day after that. I was, I was struggling to to get down the stairs. I was struggling to drive to work after training and games. Um, and it was just at that point I knew that I was putting myself through too much pain for minimal rewards in the end um, and that's when I kind of when I went into coaching from there mm-hmm. and then you kind of started up your own coaching business but uh, and you took your licenses 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 and all that sorry uh, but how did how did the opportunity to, to join you at Keith come around you were obviously um, doing the coach the coaching courses together but yeah, that, that, that's where it came from. We were, I didn't know you at all. Um, and I had done my senior licence and I was waiting down to um, Edinburgh to get my UFB licence. And there was a few things on Facebook and people trying to tag people in. And I was trying to figure out if there was anyone else going from Aberdeen that we could travel down with. Because I think at that point it was nine consecutive days. So you had to stay in a hotel for 10 days. Oh, um, I, I, I spoke to Alan Hale and he said that, yeah. Yeah, and it was just a few someone to travel down with, someone to get up to, or someone staying in the same hotels, you're going to sit in your cell. Um, and someone said that you and uh, Alan Hale was doing it. Now, I knew Alan Hale a wee bit, I didn't know you at all. So when I got down there, it just happened to be that we got split into three groups, and I happened up you and Rob in my group. Um, and we just hit it off from there, to be honest. With we started chatting, we stuck together, we tried to help each other, being the, the two only from Aberdeen sort of thing in the group. Um, and when we were down there, it was actually when we were on the actual B license course that Alan uh, either left or got sacked for Keith, I'm not sure of the circumstances. Um, it was actually when we were down there, and Ewan was a coach at the time with Alan. Um, and I think Keith had asked Ewan to kind of take a team in the meantime while they're trying to figure out things and keep things ticking over because it was the start of pre season. Um, so Ewan just simply asked me there and then, would you help me out? And I said, yeah, you know, I've got, I've got no club. I'm, we're doing the license together. It'd be good to work together to get our license potentially together and help each other. Um, and 
literally about a month later we both got the jobs and ended up there. Mm-hmm. And your time at Keith, it didn't exactly uh, go to plan. Um, you did okay, but uh, there was things behind the scenes, which well, you won't exactly go public about, but there was things behind the scenes you're probably not happy about. Yep. Um, you know, the rumours do fly about, you know, there's no smoke without fire, we all know that. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it didn't go well, I'm not going to deny it. We didn't do enough, I didn't do enough. Um, certain players didn't do enough, I think they know that. But there is some good people up there as well. Um which is disappointing, you know, I'll still speak to a few of them, there, there's still two or three that are really nice guys, really nice ladies up there, yeah, yeah. who had no involvement really with anything going on in the background, but I think it, it got to the point where, you know, I think it was inevitable that Ewan was going to move on, I was obviously going to follow him, etc. Um, and I think in the end, it, it probably came at the right time for, for both myself, you, and probably the club at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the opportunity to go and join Charlotte Huntley? Yeah, it was, it was not long after, you know, I, I took a, I think it was about a month out or something, um, just to refresh. And, yeah, it was it was more mentally draining, but it was a really poor run, it was, the club was on and there was a lot of pressure on you to try and get results and it, it wasn't happening and at that point you start to think, you know, what's the point, am I doing this right, you know, am I even good at what I'm trying to do? Um, so when I took the month out, it was actually Charlie phoned me and asked me just to help with training. And, uh, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. I knew most of the players aren't there anyway. I knew most of the guys still there, sort of thing. Um, did a couple of sessions, and you know, thought and Charlie asked me to come on board, and I thought, yeah, it's a good club. You know, there's some really good people up there. Um, some of them, you know, have classed as friends for since I was first there, sort of thing. And I spoke to both, um, both Stokes, and had oh. a chat with most of the players, and they said, you know, the club's obviously in a, in a process. It's trying to turn itself in, but it's not a it's not a negative club, there's no animosity in the background, there's no massive issues, so um, it made sense just to join Charlie and see how the season went um, and just try and get back into football. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie obviously resigned, was you always wanted to take the manager's job on it, aren't we? No. Um, you've got to bear in mind as well that right about the same time you and Rob took the bank the job. Yes, I think where, where we were was I, I didn't know Charlie was going to resign. Um, pre-season we'd been okay in pre-season we'd signed some good players um, Charlie obviously had his own um, decisions and choices of what he made um, but it was it was after the first game of the season to be honest it, there was a wee disagreement in the change room certain things were said between management players or vice versa and um, at that point Charlie had obviously made his mind up that day or that night sort of thing that he was looking to move on and I still didn't know until we were at training on Tuesday. He, he asked me to take the session because he wouldn't be there. And during the session, I had to go and speak to uh, one of the directors, Steve Innes, uh, the okay. chairman at the time. Um, and Gordon Carter was there as well. So, and that's the first I knew that he'd actually resigned. Um, I was surprised, yes, because he did a lot of work in pre-season. He got everything going. Um lost 3-2 in opening game it, it wasn't something that I seen coming to be honest with you so I wasn't ready for the job um, at that point I think it was just give a few weeks to see how we get on um, I knew there was a few applicants that came in and I never actually applied for the job um, and you beat your Brock during that time as well which helped yeah I think we, after that we beat the locals beat us the first game then we beat I think it was Bay 
Lossy Fort, um, Fraserburgh Way, and then we beat someone else, I can't remember, I think it was Keith as well. Um, and, but we were on a decent run, and uh, as you know, when, when a manager moves out, it can go two ways massively, it can give everybody a boost or it can bring everybody down. And, but for some reason, you know, the players got a boost, maybe a bit of freedom, I don't know what it was. Um, we kept it basic, we went 4-4-2 four, four, just to get everybody back and join it after bad news, etc. Um, the club interviewed a few people, I think it was three or four they interviewed, and obviously my run really helped it. I think, you know, the boys were starting to like it, they were buying into it a wee bit more, and eventually I think a few of the players, personally, I think they went personally to the board and said just ride it out a few wee bit more. Um, and I think it was about a month after that, the, the board approached me and offered me the job. Um, which, you know, we thought about I thought about it for a week or so, just I'd never managed before. It was a it was a gamble from me, it was a gamble from the club. Um, it was a different type of commitment that I've been used to. And obviously we for my philosophies may be different from Charlie's, etc. with a lot to discuss to make sure that I was right for them. You know, they were right for me and like I said at the time Ewan was just getting a job at Bankery and he was trying to take me along to Bankery. Um to see if I fancied that so there was, a, there was a lot going on but I think in the end you know I'm, I'm glad I took in obviously I'm hopeful that the, the board feel the same mm-hmm. lovely that'll do for me Skins thank you very much no worries